Chapter 1. The Message Within the Title Within our natural bodies, there's a system quite similar to what is found in even our spiritual configuration. The evidence of such a statement can be found in the Declaration of Hebrews 5.12. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not strong meat. The key to this verse lies in the understanding of what Paul meant when he said, You have become such as have need of milk, and not strong meat. When a child is born, their digestive system lacks in its ability to accept things of solid structure. Hence, he is lacking in intestinal fortitude. In acceptance to this, his mother only offers him milk, a simple liquid that goes down ever so easily and initiates the growth of the digestive system. So how does milk initiate the digestive system's growth to a level where it might consume meat? Calcium, the white metallic element that is known to strengthen not only the digestive system of a child, but the skeletal structure throughout life itself. This is the key. But what if you were to remove the calcium from the milk? Essentially, it would become white water, continually flowing without element to initiate growth. This is essentially what has happened with the Word of God. In too many cases, we have selectively omitted anything and everything that somehow doesn't fit into who and where we think we are. Therefore, we find ourselves as children drinking white water and remain such as have a need of milk and not strong meat. So let's look at what Paul was saying when he said milk and meat. As hard as it is to accept, the letter of God's word is no more than milk. Now before you allow yourself to get irritated with that fact, let me explain. There are instances where parents have attempted to give specific formulas to their newborn and they either didn't like it or they couldn't keep it down. In light of this, they were forced to switch to something that was more acceptable to the infant's palate. The foundation, the foundational things of God are likened unto milk. It goes down with no effort if you just accept it. However, we in too many cases have seen the word of God as being a formula that can be exchanged for adverse mixtures that will fit our personal palate. And in our attempt to find the taste that's right for us, we've settled for a mixture that is lacking in the spiritual calcium necessary for our growth. This in itself is the sole reason that many of our spiritual digestive systems are unable to digest the greater revelations, not only within the spirit, but sometimes even within the natural understanding. The question is, how can we advance in these things pertaining to the spirit when we can't even see our lack of acceptance to things pertaining to intellectual clarity? We sociologically want to believe that we've got it all together. Yet we lack in our ability to receive correction from those who do in fact have our best interests in mind. Even the police officer who stops us for speeding. We're all grown up having power to do, to do all we care because we're mature adults, sociologically, intellectually, and even spiritually. Or are we? Statistically, the average man is known to reach intellectual maturity somewhere between the age of 21 and 35. However, there are in fact some that will never reach maturity at all.
Women, however, somewhat different. Their window on average is as young as 13 and as to 25. But nevertheless, many of them may never know the act of being fully accountable for their choices in life as well. In a world where we have labeled sense as being common, we've proven it to be everything but common. We have come to trust that seeing is believing. Then we deny what is not only intellectually, but visually revealed to us. A mob that is hell-bent on giving community justice against a child molester can't be turned back, regardless of the revelation of their wrong directives. The small child that gets the idea that he can fly because he's wearing a cape is in trouble if somebody doesn't stop him. To those of us who like to watch cops, let's not forget the criminal that's running on two flats and still believes that he can escape the pursuing police cars. This life is a constant consumption of everything from common sense and personal viewpoints to revelations both fact and fiction. However, many of us are more than slothful when it comes to advancement within the realm of spiritual discernment. Hebrews 5.13-14 says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I really can't begin to tell you how many people I've encountered within the very body of the fellowships that bear an unknown ability to speak of the things of God in one sentence and then give submission to the works of the devil in the next never even discerning the lapse in their conversation. Have you taken in so much that you've come to believe that there's no more to be obtained? Are you seen as one that has stood in the midst of wisdom and understanding, but brought out no more than that which you came in with? Now here's the scary part. Are you one that has known common sense, knowledge, and understanding, but remain void of growth within the true spiritual discernments? There's a chance that at this point, everyone that is reading this book believes that they are of full understanding within their spiritual walk. But I can guarantee you that by the time that you've reached the back pages, you'll more than have what you need to proceed forward with the revelation of things present rather than rejection of the unknown. The truth is not an easy thing to receive if it's not in line to your viewpoint. But as an infantry platoon being pursued by the enemy, it's time for you to take up a position on a high hill, a place from which you can see every vantage point, a place from which all that once blocked your view is gone. It's time to rise above the spiritual anorexia that has come to flourish within the presence of our fellowships. It's not very hard to start over. The problem is accepting that there's a need to. The title of this book, just as the mystery that was hidden in Christ Jesus, has a message that for many can only come through spiritual revelation, while for others it'll be no more than confirmation of things already spoken to them in spirit. Intestinal fortitude is the understanding God gave me on what is needed to really accept his design for the body of Christ. Not the natural intestinal system, mind you, but the spiritual digestive system. It's the very act of being able to digest that which has been foreign to its environment. A strength that enables a person to encounter and bear pain or adversity with courage. 
One of the greatest adversities that we as a unified body will encounter over the next five years will be the forbearance of learning the many errors in the house before the master's return. These errors many will find quite hard to swallow and some even harder to digest. It's painful to work all day and find that your efforts were only half right. But intestinal fortitude will give you the ability to process the spiritual truth of all things pertaining to the church. Much of our failed directives come by the belief of worthiness within our effort. We teach our children in order to progress that they have to first be subject to our growth directives. And if they are, their rewards and benefits. Not to mention that this same pattern must follow them throughout life. However, when it comes to the things of God, we believe that we can pick and choose the spiritual responsibilities that we should fulfill. And God has to fulfill his promise of blessings unto us. One of the most powerful words, not only in the Bible itself, but even in life, is if. I-F. When an earthly judge suspends a sentence, it's based on if. Your punishment is set back based upon you doing as you are directed. Who could ask for more? Clemency on the grounds of obedience. But we tend to tell God, you keep your promise. I'll have justification for my actions later. This is why an even deeper understanding comes when we have learned to digest the in initials of the title themselves. I.F. Deuteronomy 11.26.28 says, See, I am setting before you today blessings and a curse. The blessings if you obey the commands of the Lord, your God, that I am giving you today. The curse if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God and turn from the way that I command you today by following other gods which you have not known. If you do this, then I'll do that. If you do that, then I'll do this. From the very foundation of God's word, we have seen how there's always been the act of sowing and reaping, the law of reciprocity. Today, however, we stand on the promises of God with a serious lack of commitment to the spiritual responsibilities that must precede the fulfillment of his promise of blessings. If we open our eyes and allow ourselves to become enlightened to the reason for our spiritual anorexia, then will our spiritual digestive systems be strengthened to the point of consuming not only milk, but strong meat as well. Ever so accomplished in the sociological world, but where are you in the realm of spiritual empowerment? This is not a book for the spiritually simple-minded. It will take you on a mind-wrenching course through unadulterated truth. I can more than guarantee that if you seek the directives of His Holy Spirit, you will without a doubt find the void in your own walk. Plain and simple, just as Israel stood at the base of Mount Sinai and forged their own plan on how to fit God's will into our intentions, so have we erred today. The time for debating God's intent is over. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the law. Deuteronomy 29.29 29. 
The judges of the land do not consider the ignorance of the law, but the disregard thereof. And so shall it be with the judge of all creation. Romans 3.30-31 says, for, for we all, being under one God, do not make void the law, but we establish it. Every man must give an account of his own life and for whom he lived. Does your life today bear a revelation of the true evidence that Christ proclaimed would follow them that believed? Or does the world see you simply as one of those people that go into that building every Sunday? Find the truth and continue from there. If you're off track, go back as far as you need to go to get it right. Gandhi once said, an error does not become truth by reason of multiplied propagation. Nor does truth become error because nobody sees it. I don't expect that everyone reading these pages will accept them as being truth. But that doesn't change a thing. Romans 3, third chapter 3 through 4 says, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man be a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and might overcome when thou art judged. 